thinking about not this one, but the next one. <laughs> I'm thinking like two things ahead. All right. Um, let's open our Bibles, please, to the Revelation. That's the last book of the Bible, the Revelation of Jesus Christ. And let's turn to uh, chapter 21. And we're going to read verses uh, 1 through 5. So we'll read these verses responsively. That means I'll read the first verse, read the second verse together, and uh, so on. Revelation chapter uh, 21 and verse 1. Revelation 21, 1. Shall we stand, please, for the reading of God's Word? Revelation 21, verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. If you look at the end of verse 4, it says, the former things are passed away. And then in the middle of verse 5, Jesus said, Behold, I make all things new. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about heaven. And uh, some people don't spend much time on the details of it. But I want to talk to you about the greatest thing about heaven. And I thought a lot about this lately. You know, both of my parents are gone. And uh, something we need to deal with, what is the greatest thing about heaven? All right, let's pray. Father, we pray that you'd bless the uh, message. We need your help to preach the word and to hear it, that it would go forth with your good hand of blessing upon it, your power, that your spirit would move. We wish not how the wind blows and where it comes, nor where it goes, but we yield to him. We pray that you'd deal with us, convict us, encourage us, uh, remind us of some things about heaven, our eternal home. Give us wisdom and uh, pray that we would have ears to hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. The greatest thing about heaven... Quite often, I will close my eyes, and I will meditate, and I will envision what heaven is like based on the eternal Word of God, and I'll just try to see it, and I will go through the Scriptures of what God has revealed to us about heaven, and the glories are unsearchable. You know, it's amazing because in the human finite mind, it's impossible for us to comprehend 
heaven. It's too wondrous. It's too great, too glorious. When the Apostle Paul was stoned and left for dead at Lystra, the Bible said he was caught up to the third heaven, and he saw things there and heard things there that are unlawful for him to speak on the earth. It's just too great of a place. The Bible tells us that the sufferings which we presently endure on this earth below are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us in heaven throughout eternity. So the first thing I want to say is heaven is a real place. You know, don't fall for this new age movement that you're a God and God's in you. And, you know, if you rub the crystal the right way, something will happen. Uh, don't fall for that stuff. Uh, and, and don't think that uh, death is the cessation of life and you're just going to be a spirit floating around throughout eternity. Or some people think everybody's going to be a gold blonde haired angel with blue eyes playing the harp, sitting on a cloud, floating around throughout um, eternity. No, heaven is a, a real place. It's just as real as this room that we're in right now. The question then is, will you be there? Where will you be when you die? Will you wake up in glory? Or will you wake up, sad to say, in torment burning in hell. Now, I like what J Revelation 4.1 says. John the Beloved was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. He looked, he heard a voice, and he said, Behold, a door was open in heaven. John 10, Jesus said, I am the door. Amen. The only way you're getting in is through the door. There's not some other way. Jesus said, if any man try to enter in any other way, he's a thief and a robber. John 14, 6, Jesus plainly said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Enter in through the door. The finished work of Christ, salvation by grace through faith. Now, heaven is a real place. We do know some things about it. I think it's interesting. God mentions judgment many more times than He does the glories of heaven. But the secret things belong to the Lord. There are certain things He's revealed to us about the glories of heaven. We know that it has four dimensions, the length, the breadth, the height, and the depth. Some liken this to a pyramid because you cannot have four dimensions with a cube or a rectangle or even a, a, a two-dimensional triangle. So we're revealed some things about it, but the Bible says that the length, the breadth, the height, and the depth of the love of God passeth all knowledge. We cannot understand it in this life below with our human human limitations. The Bible says, now we see through a glass darkly, but when we go to heaven, we will know even as we are also known, and we, our faith will become sight. We will see God face 
to face. So, there's no such thing as soul sleep. That was a false doctrine brought out, oh, way back in the early 1900s. To be absent from the body is present with the Lord if you're saved. And the Bible says in Luke 16 that the angels carried the rich man down to hell. So, um, this body, we're going to move to another body. Death is not the cessation of life. You will move to a new glorified body in heaven, or you will move to a asbestos-like cursed body in hell forever. The choice is yours. Now, the good news is, you can decide where you go. You know, I, why would you reject the love of God and the finished work of Christ on Calvary when He wants to give you eternal life? Now, we're told, the Bible says, New Jerusalem, heaven, has a wall around it. There are 12 gates, each one made of one solid pearl, named after one of the 12 um, tribes of Israel. You have the foundation is composed of precious stones. We know that the throne of God is there. Out of this throne gushes a river of life. On either side of that river of life, there is a boulevard, and the tree of life grows, which produces 12 manner of fruit. And the leaves, it says, are for the healing of the nations. You know, I fully believe if, if you'll seek, God made an herb to heal your body. The Bible tells us in Genesis that the green herb of the field is the servant of man. If you can find it, not through sorcery or pharmaceuticals, but the green herb of the field, and there's the tree of life in heaven, which will be used throughout eternity for the healing of the nations. So we also know there's a rainbow around the throne like unto a, an emerald. Hard to, for me to imagine. There's lightning bolts shooting out of the throne of God. Now, if you've ever been around lightning, uh, I've been very close to lightning strikes. I've had it strike my transformer, I think, three times. It's absolute will strike the fear of God in you. Um, lightning bolts striking out of that thing. There's voices coming out of it. Jesus Christ sitting at the right hand of the Father. There are creatures with four faces, six wings, and they're crying out, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is to come. All the time, Holy, 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 one for each of the Trinity or the Godhead, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. We know that there's one street, one address made of pure, transparent gold. Now, we can't really, we've never seen that because in the Bible when it talks about the gold of Ophir, it's not transparent. I mean, this gold light will shine through it. It is so pure. We know that the true temple is there and the seven spirits of God are before the throne. The, the altar of incense, all these amazing things. 
the Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant, the mercy seat. All these things are there. And Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. And so there's only one street. And so that means we're all going to have the same semi-address. You know, if we can't get along now, man, I'm, I'm one, God's going to have to work some real miracles to clear up the division and the strife and the selfishness. Uh, uh, we need to get along. That's why there's a blessing to those who dwell together in unity. Unity. So I want to think about some other aspects of heaven. And it plainly says that God will work a miracle. The former things are passed away. Behold, I make all things new. This is what the Alpha and the Omega does. The first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is eternal and He is infinite, the Almighty God. He is so ancient, the Bible says, that it had to be transcribed. The self-existing one, the pre-existing one. So I want us to think about this. Just very... It's just an overview, but, you know, think about the world, the sorrows, the suffering. First of all, we know in heaven, there's no sin there. Praise the Lord. And anybody who is saved and right with God, their main goal is I don't want to sin. I want to be made like Christ in my body. And the, the wise man said, when I awake in His image, then will I be satisfied. And so in 1 John 3, the Bible tells us that uh, if we say we have no sin, we make Him a liar. But then we, if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Boy, what a place. You know, I got lied to a few times this morning. How many... Everybody, we live in a world full of liars. Bunch of crooks, bunch of liars, a bunch of cheaters, bunch of deviants, bunch of criminals, bunch of sinners, bunch of people who have full of hate in their heart, and all this racism going on, all, people can't get along, selfishness, loving money. Boy, what a place! What a place! No sin. All the former things are going to pass away. Behold, I make all things new. And you know what's really amazing? The Bible says that God will erase our memory so that the former things cannot come to mind. All the failure, all the past, all the disappointment, all the pain, all these former things will pass away. What an amazing, amazing place heaven is. There is no sin there. Number two, there's no death there. You know, I'll be honest. I, sometimes I, I just realize, and I'll ask myself the question, who's next? And, I, I, you know, I have elderly loved ones, and 
things. I th who's next? Who, who is going to die next? When will I get the news? Someone else has passed away. Really, in life, that's pretty much all we have to look forward to. I'd like to give you some better news, but uh, until we go to heaven, this wonderful place, we're going to lose, you're going to be abused, and you're going to suffer death. You're going to lose your loved ones. You're going to lose your family, your extended family, your friends, associates, beloved church members. Death is the reality of life. Ecclesiastes 3, there's a, point, a time to be born, there's a time to die. We have to accept that. We have to trust God and uh, wait upon Him. You know, you think about it. No more killers. No more hate. No more murderers. No more accidents. You know, I, I pray all the time that none of us would be befallen by a strange accident. How many people are even killed by what we call a freak accident? No more cancer, no more sickness, no more disease, no more heart disease, no more liver failure, no more kidney failure, no more cataracts, glaucoma, back trouble. Boy, can you imagine? Never get the flu again. Never get the common cold again. What, what that, that COVID thing, never even deal with anything about that. No more bad news. You think about it. No hospitals are up there, praise the Lord. No nursing homes. No assisted living. No funeral homes. Boy, no jails, boy. No prisons. No courtrooms except at the great white throne. What an amazing, amazing place. You know, I think about it all the time, death. I'm a realist. I'm not really a pessimist or an uh, optimist. I try to be what is real. But I think about all the disasters that could happen, all the organ failure, all the evil men, the temptation. It's an evil, wicked world. Not only that, no pain is in heaven. You think about that. Some of you right now might have, oh, you know, I'm hurting. How are you feeling? Well, I'm hurting there and there and there. And somewhere, I don't really know where it's coming from, but it's somewhere in there. Uh, and I got a headache. I really can't tell where it is in there. It's somewhere in here. Uh, no more pain. Boy, what an amazing thing. No sorrow. Never regret. Never remorse. Never wish you could relive it and go back in time. No more scars. Boy, no more wounds. No more emergency rooms, boy. No more doctors, boy, won't that be great. No more surgeons. We had a guy visit us. He was a very wealthy heart surgeon from uh, Austin. And I had to bring him into town. You'll like this. And we passed McDonald's. And he goes, you see that place? That place is making me rich. 
Yeah. No more golden arches. Yeah. Man, it's quiet in here. Uh, real food. No separation from your loved ones. No loneliness. Think of that. You'll never be lonely. No crying. No guilt. No regret. No hurts. You realize you'll never get cold again. You'll never get hot again. You'll never get hungry again. You'll never get thirsty again. You'll, you'll, what an amazing, amazing place, heaven. Not only that, there's no poverty there. Everybody is filthy rich. I don't even know what that means, filthy rich. No, that's a bad term. Gloriously rich. If you were to take all the riches of the world alone and somehow add it up of all the elements, the resources, the minerals, and so forth, and divide it by the world population, and if you could somehow translate that into the glories of heaven, because when Jesus Christ obeyed the will of the Father, God gave him all things, and now we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are in the will. And that means you will inherit all things. Now, this is too much for us to even fathom. Every planet in the universe, on top of earth, all the riches of the eternal creation of Almighty God, you talk about a blank check. There are not enough zeros on the end of that number. Uh, billionaire, you know, sometimes people say something like, man, that's, that's $100,000. And I say, that's nothing. That is, and then they'll get, well, that cost a million dollars. That is absolutely nothing when it comes to glorious riches. Well, that, that's a billionaire. No, they're not. They're going to lose it all. All their billionaire and trillionaire is going to go right up into the air because we brought nothing into this world and it's certain we can carry nothing out with us. But if you're saved and you're going to heaven, you're going to be so wealthy, you can't even comprehend the riches. And a million, billion, whatever an eon is, into eternity, into the, to the future, you'll still be amazed and shouting and glorifying God and praising the Lord for His salvation and His eternal riches. Amen. Now, wanna, that ought to change the way you live now. Why would you live for chunk change, whatever you want to call that, down here below? When you are a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, the devil wants you to live for money and love money and not lay up treasure in heaven. So we quote it all the time. If you first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto you. You put God first. You seek wisdom. You will get everything that wisdom will get you. And so we think about this. No poverty is there. There's no government housing. There's no food stamps or welfare. There's no government agencies. We will all be uh, recipients of the glories of God. 
Could it be that our lost loved ones are there? You know, I never got to meet my, meet my grandpa, Charles Luther James, my dad's dad. I heard a lot of things about him. Uh, I have his Bible. I have his notes uh, that he took in Bible studies and when he was teaching. Never got to meet him. I'll meet him one day. Boy, it's just amazing to think about. You know, at the marriage supper of the Lamb, we're going to sit down with the Lord Jesus Christ and celebrate the bride of Christ being married to him, and we will meet all the saints of the Most High God and all of your relatives that have gone on to heaven before you, and maybe the ones you never met and the ones that were very close to you, but we're going to see them again. You know, just think, there's Elijah. Now, it's just hard to imagine. That's John the Baptist. Wow. Just hard to There is uh, Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. There's the Apostle Paul. And there's my grandpa. Man, it's just unbelievable. Thing. There's my dad. You know, and not only that, you won't be counting any calories or fat grams. There, there's no such thing as keto, whatever's keto is, and the carno, and the paleo, and the uh, Hollywood, yeah, whatever it is. You will eat till your heart's, and it's all good for you. And you'll have a glorified body. For how long? Forever. The wonders of heaven. This is really hard to, for me to imagine. I try to vision it all the time. Do you realize before the throne of God is a sea of glass? That it's like a molten looking glass. It's like a mirror. But at the same time, it's liquid. And only the saints of God and the holy elect angels can stand upon it and walk upon it. What a miracle. What an amazing place. And there's God on the throne. What's He look like? You know, the Bible says no man has seen His shape, but He has a shape. God the Father is an invisible spirit, but He has revealed Himself to us through His Son, Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. All of the glory. You know there's no need of the sun or the moon. And you know there's no salt water. So, uh, sad to say, if you like fishing, you better get with it. Uh, well, gulf. But uh, no salt water. No need of the sun. No need of the, the moon. Why? The Lamb is the light. Jesus Christ's glory will lighten it throughout eternity. God is there. Jesus Christ is there. A lot of people don't realize it. There are seven spirits of God with lamps burning before the throne of God. There you see the holy and elect angels. There you see the four and twenty elders, the saints of the uh, members of the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. But that, none of those things are the greatest thing about it. And it's very simple. And, I, and all of these things are part of it. But you know what the best thing about it is? It's never going to end. Amen. It's never going to end. 
You know, Ecclesiastes tells us there's a time to mourn, there's a time to laugh. There's a time to be born, there's a time to die. There is a time to every purpose given under the heaven. But there's a saying, all good things must come to an end, right? Down here below, no matter how good we think it is, it will come to an end. This is the way. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. The soul that sinneth, it shall surely die. You know, we get things set up in our life. You know what's sad? Most people, well, ambitious people. So you have these others who don't care about anything. You know, they're just over there existing. But the people have ambition. They're struggling, working, building for their dreams, trying to reach their, uh, make their dreams come true. They're building it up, and then they're, they're saying, yes, I've finally done, this is what I've been working for my whole life. And then when you get it, you realize this isn't what as good as I thought it was going to be, and I wish I could have changed that, and this could be a little better. And then they get to another point in their life, and they'll think, this is just really what I've been working for, looking for. And the reality is, it's going to come to an end, even if it was great. You know, my parents were married for 56 years. My mom went before my dad. All good things will come to an end. Uh, our eyesight is failing. Our hearing, I'm having a problem with this ear. No, no. Uh, I know what to do. Uh, so, no. Oh, Organs letting us down, imbalances in the body, financial setbacks, physical problems, relationship disagreements and uh, difficulties and struggles. But up there, praise the Lord, it'll never come to an end. And I heard somebody say one time, too bad children have to grow up and become adults you know when they're young and innocent yeah and then they grow up and boy look out and it's, they can't wait for those terrible twos to turn into the terrible fours and then they become a punko teenager and then they're mean to their own grandma uh, you know what i'm talking about uh, up there phases there won't be any phases of life to come to an end there won't be any build up to a crescendo let you down. There won't be any of these things where you progress like we do here. You know, I remember, I'll show you how old I am. I went to kindergarten, then I went to elementary. I, they don't even have that anymore. Then we had, uh, what's the next one? They call it middle school now. They didn't have that back then. Uh, then we went to high school. And every time something abruptly ended and something started, and it was not always good with the end or the, be the beginning, but really that's what life is. You know, these people will say, uh, young kids, I can't wait to get my driver's license. Well, you might want to rethink that because now you got to get a job. And now you got to make payments and insurance, and you have a responsibility in life that you didn't have before. Uh, everything's not always what it uh, is made to seem to be. So I want us to think about this. What is the greatest thing? It'll never end. 
Now, you've been excited before. I want you to think about the greatest time of jubilation in your life where you were just, you realize that's never, and that's not even where we'll be up there. It'll never end. Do you realize the most thankful you've ever been in your heart where you're so joyous and happy and you're so appreciative and you can't quit smiling? It will never end throughout eternity. We will be praising God a million, billion, quadrillion, whatever. There's not enough zeros on that throughout eternity, and it'll never end. It'll never grow old. We'll never become familiar. We'll never take it for granted. We'll never grow casual. What an amazing place heaven is. Now, this ought to encourage us in many ways. We can't quit. We can't quit. Heaven's coming. You know, when you're tempted to give up, and life will test you to see what you're made of. And if it hadn't already, it will. You're going to go through the ringer, so to speak. Life is going to see what you're made of. And we need to keep our eye on Him. Now, what does this say? There's a special reward, a crown of rejoicing to those who love His appearing. So when He shows up, and you're right, and in your heart, you're longing, you're looking forward to it, and you love His appearing. You know what the Bible says? We shall be changed in that moment, for we shall see Him as He is. And when we see Him as He is, if you love His appearing, there's a special crown of rejoicing, and we'll never get over it. Uh, when something really great happens, you get good news, you say, man, I'm so, I'm just so, I've been down there for so, I'm just, you realize that feeling's never going away? I can't even imagine, because here's what we do. We ride the roller coaster. What goes up must come down. What goes, you know, whoo, you know, when the, uh, those old wooden, coasters with the the crank catches on the gears and it makes that noise on the chain and it jerks in you uh, i'm going up i'm about to go for a ride go all the way up you know what's happening you're going down and you're going down hard and you're going to get jerked that way and jerked that way that's what life does to us but heaven praise the lord we sing the song oh that will be heaven for me Heaven for me, heaven for me. Glory in heaven for me. So I love that old roll-off song. Jesus is coming soon. Morning or night or noon, many will meet their doom. Trumpets will sound. Jesus is coming soon. You know, when I, when I get really beat down and I want to quit, and I get tempted like everybody else, I go outside at night, and Job tells us that heaven is true north. And I go on a clear night, and I look up there, and I'll say, God, I know you're up there, because your word says it. And heaven's there, the third heaven. And there's a firmament between outer space and heaven where Leviathan, the seven-headed sea monster, lives. 
And I know you're there. And I don't know how you got there. I don't understand how you could never have a beginning too deep for me. I don't understand how you could be the pre-existing one, the self-existing one, the almighty, the eternal, the ancient of days. But I know you're there. And I know what your word says. And I'll just shut my eyes and I'll go through it. And I'll see the throne and lightning bolts and I'll see the hear the voices and the river of life gushing and there's the tree of life and there's the, the, the manner of fruit. And I can, I'll try to hear the, the creatures, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is to come. See the green rainbow around the throne of God and the sea of glass and the seven lamps of fire burning before the throne and the Lord Jesus Christ seated at the right hand of the Father. And then I'll realize, huh, I'm already there. I'm already there. If you're saved, you are in Christ, and He's at the right hand of the Father. And then I realize, hmm, you're in me. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And then something will happen. And uh, I can keep going. I can do this. By the grace of God, heaven is too glorious for me to sell out, to turn back, and to live for this world. The greatest thing of heaven, it'll never end. It'll never end. I hope you're there. I hope you go there. Jesus is the door. Amen. All right, let's pray. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed.